yeah so so i th i think i i remember one day i was in uh i remember i was in dubai like we were having this uh, event for the export by live and uh, i met one of my mentors and uh one thing he mentioned i think which stuck with me and uh, actually i still um, live with it and every day is that you have to uh, he just mentioned that like, he said like you know what you have to learn and unlearn and I was like, what are you trying to say, man? <laughs> like, learning and learning, what, what exactly is that? Yeah. So ideally, ideally, uh, when I started to digest that quote, like you have to learn and unlearn, I was like, okay, so now I understand what exactly he's trying to say. Like you have actually to, uh, to be open-minded, you have to be, uh, to be ready to actually accept the challenges. You need to be accepted, I mean, to accept the, the people who are uh, different with you. But you have to also understand that there's somebody or someone who knows better than you. So this quote for me was like, a, like I open up, like you have actually to do that so that you can grow as an individual, but also you can grow as an entrepreneur. And as you say, like uh, the entrepreneurship journey itself is a little bit challenging, it's a little bit lonely, uh, lonely journey. But you, if you actually learn and unlearn and understand that uh, you, not, you, know, you don't know everything, I think it will become a little bit, a little bit easier. Hi everyone, uh, this is Jacob um, Fatung, the host of Towards Within Us. Uh, this is a continuation of our collaboration with the African Diaspora Network and uh, the amazing program that they they have an ongoing program called the uh, the Builders for for Africa's Future. And I'm here with um, George um, um, Akili Akili Mali. <laughs> yes, actually, Mali. <laughs> Mali, um, based in Tanzania, right? Um, and he's um, he he's uh, you know the founder of, of Smartcore, and he's our sit the sit guest um, almost there for the amazing, amazing uh, business of Africa's future. And we're really honored and privileged to have him here to share his story. As part of our collaboration, and I'm really excited to learn more about him as well. So, to our listeners, thank you guys for watching the last four episodes of this um, just this incredible builders for Africa's future. Uh, and uh, just your stories have been profoundly inspiring to me, and I hope to see you. So, George, uh, thank you so much. I'm so bad be pronouncing last names of Africa of, of my African brothers and sisters. Which I have to I have to know because I'm from this country. <laughs> So please, uh, <laughs> welcome. Thank you very much, Jaco. Thank you very much. Um, George, let's just start with, um, just give us how, how, like how you grew up, you know, um, was based in Tanzania, were you in South Africa? Just give us a background mm -hmm. of, you know, your childhood experience um, and what, mm -hmm. how was it, you know, the early, yeah. um, the early, early upbringing. You can include, you know, primary school, secondary school, mm -hmm. I don't know whether I went to boarding school because I went to that thing, but, you know, it was something. Um, quite quite the disciplinary experience, but please share with us like the early childhood education and, you know, how you just came to, to where, you, where you are now. Yes, thank you very much, Jacobo. So as you mentioned, my name is Georgia Kilimali and I'm the co-founder and the group CEO of Smartcore Enterprise Limited. We are a company which is based in Arusha, Tanzania. And we are literally in the education space. So uh, I was born uh, in 90s uh, in a region called Dodoma. So uh, it's, it's, it's literally the capital city of the country. I think uh, one of the doers also mentioned he was born there. 
So that was uh, nice to know. And uh, I also was, re I was born in a family of four. four uh, so I'm the second born. Uh, I went to primary schools uh, in the region, but I got a chance to go into almost uh, three different schools within my primary school years. So I, my father was traveling a lot. He was working in a telecommunication company. So I used to actually go with him everywhere he goes. Uh, though we were supposed to stay at home, but I was just like moving with him wherever he was going. So yeah, I was literally the favorite kid. <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that's my journey for, for the primary. So for the secondary schools, I, I went back to Dodoma and started my secondary schools, my lower secondary schools. I studied there for three years, then I moved to another region. So uh, by the moment I finished my uh, lower level secondary schools, I literally lived in almost five to six different regions. So that was my, my journey. And uh, after secondary schools, I directly went to high school uh, where I actually went to a boarding school now. So I have an experience of what happens in the boarding schools and literally I went to a boys only school. So uh, we were, they were not that much strictly, but I got some different experience because uh, all this previous year I was been living with the family, with my father and mother. So that was been a little bit different, but uh, I survived the high schools. Then, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Then I went to university and uh, founded Smart Coffee. Yeah, that's a little bit about uh, the background. Thanks so much for sharing that. I, I, I uh, I'm just curious, uh, what, what, how did you become the favorite, the favorite kid? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, everybody is still asking, like, what happened? <laughs> How come the second born is the favorite kid? Like, it's not the first, it's not the last. So why? What happens? But <laughs> I think that's happened. Yeah, that's I think a, I was too obedient. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's a great quality to have. Parents don't want a lot of stress you know, when it comes to the kid. That's that's great. Um. So you said your dad, you fully, what was your dad's profession um, when he worked? Because he said you fully- He, he, was, he was working on a telecommunication company. Uh, yeah, that would be a good question. Did that um, kind of shape your, did he give you any entrepreneurial insights or did he help you see something different about just the world and how you should- mm -hmm. I know that- mm, I, I can say- Yes, I, I, I can say not exactly, uh, not exactly, because uh, uh, I think being the favorite kid, you also got these perks, like uh, parents like care for you, uh, like they, they just treat you like you are, you are the only kid, <laughs> but you are not. So they, they didn't uh, actually force me to learn about uh, anything, like, like maybe business, entrepreneurship or anything. So they were just like, okay, because I was performing well in school. Um, and we didn't have any background in business, not my father, not my mother, like they were all actually employed. So mm -hmm. that's, that's, that didn't change much of about who I became, but ideally uh, the, the journey of starting the entrepreneurship or starting thinking about entrepreneurship and innovation started a, a little bit late. Uh, I remember when I was in high school, uh, that's actually where I actually started to think about entrepreneurship and innovations. Uh, and the reason is that uh, my father, I mean, my mother died in uh, like a year before me going to high school. So I had to go and live to some of my, 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 my relatives. And that's where I actually started to, to see like they were doing businesses. Uh, but also I also started immediately to start thinking about how can I survive the world without my, my, my father? Because like he was everything to me. 
And uh, yes, so that's how actually I started to generate interest in business and entrepreneurship. Makes sense. That makes sense. Um, uh, no, sorry, sorry about your mom. When um, just give um, so when you transition to uh, college, right? Um, so was this in the main capital of Tanzania? How what was um, and they have some great schools there. Yes, so I went I went into high school in one like one of the regional in the coastal region of the of the country. So I went to a region which is called Tanga. Uh, and ideally, uh, it was it was one of one of the best public owned school. Uh, but ideally, I can say the best, but not the the best in terms of infrastructures and everything. But the best in terms of uh, like the the big names schools in the country. So that was the, the the good thing. But of course, ideally, when I went into that school, uh, the things were not as people were talking about. So. So ideally, like we had no teachers, we had no books, like as normal, any other normal public owned schools in Africa. So like all the challenges which are, have been existing have been also existing in that school. The only difference is that like uh, you get kids who are coming from different backgrounds. So uh, you have kids who are coming from well-off families because of the name of the school. So they have these materials and resources. They have they've been into different tuition centers. So that has been the journey for the high school. And I think, uh, as I also mentioned, like, that's where my, my journey, my interest in education, my interest in entrepreneurship actually started because I started to meet with different people from different backgrounds. I started to face the challenges which otherwise I could not face when I was in other levels of school. Mm, got you, got you. I mean, that's just interesting exposure and it's good to always get that, uh, that you know, very early on in your, your career. Um, no, thanks so much for sharing and gives us an insight of just how, how you know, what, what you really, how your life was, you know, as you were growing up. Um, for us, so once you, you know, went to university and you started uh, Smarco, just can you please uh, help us, uh, give us a kind of a background of how the idea came about um, and, mm-hmm. how, you know, just the, the thought process to to build it up. Because now you, now you are um, you know, you're, you're, you're right there, right? And, and, you know, you're one of those entrepreneurs that people will be looking up to, right? Um, mm-hmm. If you can take us behind the curtains and give us an idea of how you mm-hmm. and how you built the idea into something now. Um, mm-hmm. the yeah, so, so definitely. So the, the idea itself started in high school, as I mentioned, but uh, I can say the experience which we got from high school is what actually drove me to start thinking about uh, education innovations, not specifically on technology, but just thinking about what can we do about the difference in education. And the reason why I started to think about that in high school is that before went to, I mean, before going to high school, I actually went to a private lower secondary school. So for the first four years of secondary schools, I actually went to a private school. So we, we were like baby feed, like we have a good number of teachers until we are running away from them. Uh, we had the library, school libraries, like almost two or three of them. We had computer rooms and everything, every resources we could ask as a student. Uh, then I decided like I should go for a public school in high school. And that was the worst mistake, but also the best mistake I ever made. So uh, on high school, I started to see that difference. I saw the gap, as I said, like the first six months we had completely no teachers. So we had to learn through our fellows. Uh, we had no school library. We had no computer rooms. Uh, I remember, I remember one like uh, the first six months we got a, a computer room from Koika, one of the Korean organization. But it was literally closed almost the entire week. So 
we couldn't even use it as much. So that's where the, the, the idea itself actually started. And so I started to think about what can we actually do to change this? Because I see the gap, I see the difference which is existing between the, I mean, the public and the private education institution. I didn't do much. Uh, what I was trying to do now that by back then was just trying to survive the high school and pass the examination. But when I went to university, immediately I chose, I remember I was, I was given there like to choose three different option of courses for university and they decided to choose one. So I just pick one courses because I knew like whatever happens, I need to study ICT. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it was just like this technology thing could definitely help. So after seeing the experience, like after, after seeing that uh, background, I actually started, uh, decided to go for ICT for university. Okay. So when I went to university, that's where I actually started implementing the idea of SmartCo. And it started a little bit different than what it is right now. Uh, but where we started, we actually used to collect, we, we actually used to use the free university internet to actually download the resources from the internet. So we went to YouTube, we went to Google, like trying to find any type of resource we could find, videos, like PDF, like books, whatever resources we could find. We collected those resources and put them in a CD drive, then share them to different schools which were around the university. So we are starting to share them to, uh, to, to fill, I mean, in nearby schools within the university campus. So that is where actually the idea started. So we went with that. I remember that we started that immediately my first year of university. So I, I was just like having three or four months of university. I already started like uh, using that. So we, 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 we actually did that for the entire three years of university. So me and uh, my fellow, uh, uh, my fellow uh, um, friends who were in the same university, we actually started doing that for the entire three years. But we, of course, along the way, we started to pivot. Like uh, uh, when we started, we were just giving these resources for free. So we we're just giving it to students, uh, whoever is in need or whoever has access to maybe, let's say, a DVD player, we could definitely share that. So then later on, we decided like we should uh, at least charge them a little bit so that we can actually scale this. Because after a time, we went, to, we went into a position where we could not afford to pay for the resources for every single student. So we started charging them a very minimum amount, which is about less than half a dollar uh, to actually uh, get access to these CDs. So we scaled that until our final years of university, like we've been like improving the content, uh, trying to download the content from the beta source, trying to find out the resources from different places and actually doing that. So that's how the, the journey actually started for, for some for smartphone. Yeah, that's, that's an incredible, incredible story. Um, and just it's very entrepreneurial, right? You 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 was a personal challenge. Then you better tested, you you know. Then you out the um, from from freemium to uh, kind of trying to figure out how to make make money out of it, which which I think is a standard story. For that process, can you please help us um, just share with us people that that kind of support you supported you along the way, your co-founders, just mentors that help build um, that give you the the tenacity, the fortitude, um, yeah, to to keep going. You look like a very calm person, but I know entrepreneurship is up and down. Uh, <laughs> yes, so so <laughs> definitely. So so this journey was not uh, was not like a lonely journey, uh, but uh, we we def I definitely had some people around me who definitely helped. Uh, but but I honestly say that one of the a uh, few of the people who actually helped us was my, uh, my, my, my co-founders, the people who we actually started together. 
So they were there for me. I was there for them. Like we actually supported each other. We didn't get much of support when we were in university because we, we even never asked or we didn't even know where to actually ask for that specific support. But when, I, I, like, when we finished the university and actually started uh, doing SmartCo as a business, uh, like two years later after university, that's where we actually started to get access to different support. So I think I'm one of the few people who actually went into a lot of mentorship programs, a lot of training programs, actually to get the support uh, from, from different people, from different mentors across the world. Uh, I remember my first, the first time I went beyond Tanzanian borders, like uh, traveling beyond the Tanzanian border, I was actually uh, through a program which was a mentoring program for, for a company, I mean, for a certain institution in Kampala, Uganda. Then after that, I went to Kenya for Yali. I went to, uh, to, to other different programs, like almost 10, 10 of them uh, over time. So that's how it happened. So a lot of people have been part of this one way or another. So I've been supporting us in terms of like mentorship, guiding us where to go, guiding us how do we uh, actually scale this, how do we improve what we are offering, all that kind of thing. So I definitely, definitely leverage that number. And now we have mentors across the world. We have mentors from uh, all the way from Australia, all the way to Hong Kong, China. So uh, it's definitely a network of people who are actually supporting us in one way or another. Over time, as you start building the the, 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 the the company, you see you have a lot of people that come in into the fray to build, help, you know, help, help you build and support the company. Um, so just tell us, how did the, how was, how's your experience so far with the Builders for Africa's future and, you know, and just mm-hmm. the, the system that they have in place? Uh, I'm sure yeah. this is going to be kind of a, 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 an extraordinary for you to... Um, to get to get this to a very you know global level and, and you know, to uh, Africa, uh, what has what has it been like, and how do you see that you know, kind of building smart core to the next? Yes, so so I think uh, I always tell people like uh, one of the very important uh, learning we had when we were starting this until now is like your network is everything. So building the network of either partners, people who share your visions, people who actually understand what you're trying to accomplish, uh, funders, donors, whatever type of support you get is always valuable more than anything else. So for us, when we were joining this program, uh, we were looking into that. And I think that's what's been one of my, my biggest sell point always, like we are looking for the partners. We are looking for people we can work with. It doesn't matter what type of partnership. It might be a mentor. It might be uh, a donor. It might be like a customer. It might be somebody who can introduce you to somebody else. So whatever type of partnership. And I think that has been successfully because since we started uh, this program, so far we have been exposed to a lot of uh, partners, mentors, uh, people who could definitely work with. Uh, I just got up for a call with one of my mentors like before joining this call. So definitely it has been very supportive. And apart from that, the other part is learning. Like we always have to learn, we always have to grow. So uh, whatever stage you are in your business, you always have to learn to get to another stage. And for us right now, we're looking to scale. So I definitely saw some gaps in how do we, uh, in terms of knowledge, in terms of skills. So we had to go to this platform to actually get the knowledge. Uh, The African uh, Management Institution has been doing an amazing work supporting us to learn some concepts, understanding how to streamline some of the business processes and all that kind of things. And I think that has been very, very valuable for us through this program. And of course, we are looking forward for what brings, I mean, what comes next after the, after the program, including the funding 
I know that I support you. Exactly, for sure, for sure. Um, and thanks, thanks so much for sharing. And um, I'm I'm really excited for you and all the other um, uh, Bidas Africa future um, cohort members of 2022 because you know just the stories have just been it's beyond inspirational. It's literally there is uh, it comes with some element of you know. They want, to, they want to transform the continent, right? It's not just building a company. It's building, it's yeah, building. Yeah. So and I really, I, I'm really excited for, for you, George, and uh, all the other uh, amazing uh, colleagues you have. And, and, you know, the partners that you guys are building, is, I think it's critical for your success. Um, and in terms of just uh, for you, what do you think about uh, the next phase of... Uh, I know we have the the... The program going on now. How do you see? Mm-hmm. How do you see you guys in the next three or maybe two? two no, now we don't do five years anymore because you know COVID. Can yeah. <laughs> how do you see uh, maybe in the next? Yes. Two, uh, what's the plan? Yes. So definitely. So for now, for us, we are actually looking to scale, and uh, we are definitely, definitely looking to increase our impact. Uh, of course, we are operating as a for-profit social enterprise, so we're also looking to expand our, our revenues and our, our, I mean, our, our financial part of it, uh, because we are definitely firm believer that if we can generate some revenue, we can get some funding out, meaning that we can definitely scale the impact also. So uh, we, are, we are looking into that, and for the next two years, I can say one of the target goals we have is to actually help at least one million learners across East Africa. So right now, we are, our product is actually uh, based in Tanzania mostly, so the users uh, are actually Tanzanian. But we are now ex- thinking to expand about uh, to other East African markets, and we have been into conversation with uh, people from Kenya and even from the recent uh, uh, DRC Congo, where uh, they actually recently joined the East Africa community. Ideally, for the next two years, we are looking to expand through that market and actually help uh, the learners to, uh, to, to access our service easily. So yes, that's that's what really important. That's amazing. That's incredible. One million users. Uh, that's a, that's a great goal. Um, so and now we get into a phase of this interview where I think um, uh, this conversation rather that I think is is I I love this section is to learn more about you know just um, advice you have gotten from people. What do you think uh, you know people should know about doing business in Tanzania or in Africa? Mm. Uh, and you know how you how do you want your your legacy to be like? Um, and one thing that I love uh, to learn is how do what what has been I mean just to start what what has been an, an advice or a comment or a book that you've read that has really inspired you and grounded you to to you know because now the antiques of entrepreneurship is is very mm-hmm. it's difficult right you you on one hand you you have a public face and things are going well. Yeah. Behind the scene, you need something that is very consistent and solid to yeah. keep you to keep you strong in the inside. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. whether reading a book yeah. or having a great, uh, just having this person that you know you uh, that provides great advice, or you know, just um, those maybe there's a pivot in your life that you realize that this is, mm-hmm. this is what I have to do. For that what yeah. have been any advice that you've received that really changed that, or perhaps uh, a book that you read that really changed the way you think about yourself and about entrepreneurship? Yeah, so so I th- I think I I remember one day I was in uh, 
remember I was in Dubai, like we were having this uh, event for the Expo Dubai Live. And uh, I met one of my mentors and uh, one thing he mentioned, I think, which stuck with me and uh, actually I still uh, live with it and every day is that you have to, uh, he just mentioned that he said like, you know what, you have to learn and unlearn. And I was like, what are you trying to say, man? <laughs> like, learning and learning, what, what exactly is that? Yeah. So ideally, ideally, uh, when I started to digest that quote, like, you have to learn and unlearn, I was like, okay, so now I understand what exactly he's trying to say. Like, you have actually to, uh, to be open-minded. You have to be, uh, to be ready to actually accept the challenges. You need to be accepted, I mean, to accept the, the people who are uh, different with you. But you have to also understand that there's somebody or someone who knows better than you. So this quote for me was like a, like an eye opener. Like you have actually to do that so that you can grow as an individual, but also you can grow as an entrepreneur. And as you say, like uh, the entrepreneurship journey itself is a little bit challenging. It's a little bit lonely, uh, lonely journey. But you, if you actually learn and unlearn and understand that uh, you not you know you don't know everything, I think it become a little bit a little bit easier. Yes. And regarding the book, I think um, one of my favorite books, uh, uh, it's, it's a cliche, but I, it's literally uh, rich that for that. <laughs> so so uh, ideally, ideally, I, I, it actually speaks about the mindset, especially in Africa, uh, about how we actually grow, how we actually learn uh, from our education system, all the way to uh, to the upbringing, upbringing from the parents and the, the community, I think. It actually speaks about these two sides of the coin. And I think for us, we actually have to understand the both sides of the coin. So definitely that. Awesome. What's the title of the book again? Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Rich Dad Poor Dad. <laughs> That's interesting. I've not heard of that one before. So great, great read. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a great read. Um, no, thanks. Thanks. I, I, I agree with you on this um, on learn to learn um it's it's quite powerful um that's insightful it probably a lot of our listeners will find that valuable um just how we do things in the in the current we have so much information coming to us in this yes. more times and sometimes we assume that you know we get to learn a lot yes. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes we, get, we have this perception that we're learning but um um, I, one thing that I've learned, and maybe you, you, you just in, you know, meeting people like you and just having conversations like uh, this, is the power of perception and practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because your yeah, perception drives how you think about yourself, how you think about the impact you can create to world. At the yeah. other end, if you don't practice, if you don't do things, you don't get to mm-hmm. full strength of yourself and also how you can make an impact in the world. Um, yeah. I think the power of practice and the power of perception and practice is a, those two P's are very powerful and kind of sees through in your work and the advice you have been getting and this amazing yeah. you've had. Um, so through your company, Smart Core, and just you, how do you, what, how do you want your legacy to be? I know you're a very young man. You know, you probably be <laughs> 90 years. Um, but what do you, what do you see, um, what do you want people to see about your company, about Tanzania as a country? Yeah. You know, most of African countries, we tend to define ourselves by what people have done for us or how people have mm-hmm. defined certain countries. But with entrepreneurs like you, you can change the narrative, right? And can give a new yeah. of Africans. Uh, 
sometimes in diaspora mm -hmm. African companies. How do you see your role through Smart Core to enlighten people mm -hmm. on the continent and also how um, we can we can change the narrative moving forward uh, through your legacy? Yeah, interesting, interesting question. So uh, I, I usually tell people like uh, we one of the very uh, amazing benefits of working in education space is like actually meeting the, the beneficiary directly. So either students or parents or, or kids and see and see exactly how your product or innovation or uh, technology actually help them. So, so for that, that, from that feeling, I think uh, I always say people like my legacy is just simple. I just need to go like in hundred years to come I hope I'll be there, <laughs> which I know I won't, but I hope that by that time, I can actually look back and say like, uh, this somebody, I just actually helped this somebody to attain their, their goals, whatever their goals in life. I know uh, I, I'm a firm believer that education is everything. Uh, if we want to change anything in Africa or around the world, I think the first place to start is education because education actually changed the mindset. Education actually changed the perception, as you mentioned. The education actually changed the way people look at the things around them. So I think if we could definitely uh, make that change. So if we can even make one person and say like, you know what, uh, maybe Smartco or George actually helped me to achieve my goals. And this is how I actually transformed from where I was to where I am now. I think for me, that is the best legacy you can have. And I think for me, that's enough. Totally agree. I totally agree. And I think uh, that's the, the, for me, that's the most uh, efficient way to really create impact um, and create a long-term legacy. I think I am 100% on board with what you're doing and how you're making a difference in Tanzania. Hope you can come to West Africa and, and expand smart core. So, no, definitely. I was saying that, um, you know, that's what you're building uh, and how you're thinking about creating an impact is the most efficient way to make a difference. And, make a difference. and I think um, that I think that 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 truly can make a difference um, and provide people with, you know, they can look back and say, judge made, made, made such a profound impact generational wise. And, and it's just really amazing the work you're doing and how you're making a difference. In Tanzania, and I was saying that you should come to, to West Africa. We need we need stuff like this, um, uh, companies like this, to really, you know, provide uh, make education more accessible. Um, but you know, thank you so much for your work. Thank you for all you do. Um, it's really it's just really good to get to know you and meet you. And I'm sure our listeners really appreciated the the story you shared with with us and your growth and and the plans you have for yourself and your company. So thank you so much for everything. Thank you very much, Jacobo. It's my pleasure, and I'm looking forward to actually uh, see if we can definitely expand to West Africa. <laughs> I, I definitely, I definitely would love that, and uh, I think a lot of people have been asking us to see if we can definitely go. Like my, my feel like the person I was talking to before this call was just asking me like. Uh, uh, when are you coming to Nigeria? I was like, okay, I'm coming to Nigeria. <laughs> Not this time, but I'll be coming to Nigeria soon. So definitely, definitely that. For sure. Um, thank you so much. Uh, thanks again for being part of this uh, collaboration. And please come back anytime uh, to share more stories um, and just be a pleasure to follow your, your journey. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Jacob. Uh, to our listeners, again, this is George. Uh, from Smart Core, part of the Builders of Africa's 
uh, future program uh, and he's one of the 11 amazing entrepreneurs that we picked for this program the 2022 cohort and, and we're just excited about him and his future and how he's going to make a difference on the african continent and globally so um uh, you're now you're now getting global george okay. <laughs> thank you very much for that <laughs> okay everyone uh see you guys in the next episode thanks again george thanks